If you weren't doing what you are doing now, what would you be doing? Yeah. Well, I've discovered a new love. Okay. And that's gardening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Wait, you're telling us here that you would be a gardener? When we explore people's journey, we get to know about their career, we get to know about their life. Uh, my name is Lesejo Moela. I'm here with my co-host, Bonisile. Oh, Hi guys, thank you once again for joining us. So we are today with Batobi Lendaba. Mm -hmm. uh, sir, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Could you tell us a bit about you outside of your work though? Right, sure. Um, thanks for having me, Jens. Yeah. Uh, it's a real honor to be here. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing my story, uh, sharing whatever I can. I'd like to believe I'm an open book, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Do what Sorry, go on, go on, brother. Right, so basically, um, just to give you a bit of a background, uh, what will be there is a guy from uh, the East Rand. I grew up in Togoza. Oh. At some point in my life, I um, went to Sprague So, yeah, um, I grew up with my mother and my grandparents. No typical household in, uh, in the Kasi. Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah, with that, growing up with my grandparents as well, I uh, grew up with my cousins, grew up with uh, in a within a big family environment, and uh, yeah, I think it taught me quite a lot uh, in terms of life skills, living with others, and those type of things. But overall, uh, I'm a chilled guy. Um, I I live in Centuria now, and uh, yeah, just uh, doing this life thing, you know. <laughs> and doing it well, it seems. Tell about that. <laughs> yes. uh, well, the journey started um, sure. 2007, uh, matriculated in 2006, um, so 2007 I went to varsity first year, applied for accounting not knowing what the end goal would be, <laughs> it was yeah, quite intimidating because at that time um, I didn't know what careers are out there, what possibilities are out there. Yeah. So it was literally a any money more situation. You literally were like, you picked it out of a hat, basically, this candidate. Basically. It was, I, I don't know scientifically or not, hmm. I deduced that this sounds or this seems to be the best way to go. And bear in mind, in high school, I dropped accounting in grade nine. Hmm. So I didn't done accounting for the rest of my high schooling years. Hmm. years. And I was like, yo, okay, this is what I want, but I've never done it before. Mm. So, but I went in anyway, and uh, yeah, that was the beginning of the journey. I went to Midran Graduate Institute. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but you know, whatever you call yourself, what is 
Snell. It changes names so often. It was Pierce Snell. It was Pierce Snell. It's actually Bosnell. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Wait, before you continue, eh? when you think back to high school, what did you want to be? Because now you're saying you just go to MDR and you're like, okay, accounting. But now when you were there, thinking, okay, when I grow up? No, interesting question. Mm. I think uh, growing up, yeah. or towards uh, the end of the high school years, yes. I thought I'd be a psychologist. But you know, okay. I was very intrigued with uh, <laughs> right. psychologist. <laughs> 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 uh, I've always been intrigued with understanding how human behavior works and those type of things. Okay. And I'd say to a large extent, I'm still interested in that till today. But in high school, I was good with numbers. So I was like, well, let me stick to what I'm good at. You know, and I ended up going with the, the accounting route. Because I also heard somewhere, somehow, that psychologist-ish we need to get a psychologist on the yeah. podcast so we can confirm so we can confirm because yeah. yeah. there is that perception that you know psychologists are not the wealthiest oh, yeah. but you can do it for the love but you can do it <laughs> when your stomach is too good how did it make you feel <laughs> yeah yes um so yeah i think high school years it was that that option, but even they're not really knowing what it what it entails. Okay. But yeah, ultimately I went for um, accounting because my marks were good for maths. Yeah. I got there just casually coasting through first year, second year. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> yeah, I took a more of a scenic route, <laughs> <laughs> where. <clears throat> Uh, to do a three-year degree, I took four, uh, four years, mm-hmm. and because now MGI was not accredited by um, the the by SICA, it was just uh, <laughs> for so, people that don't know what SICA is, please uh, assist. Uh, South African Institute of Chartered Accountants. That's basically then the the body that governs um, chartered accountants mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they're responsible then for. Um, creating certain requirements um, from varsity level where you need to then pass all those things and then they set the board exams and once you qualify all, all once you pass all those board exams and things you can then <coughs> become a member of SICA meaning that you can register as a CASA yeah so they basically then govern uh, all the professionals uh, that are Chartered accountants, and they have other than qualifications within uh, the institution, then they also then um, um, cater for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <coughs> so because now my undergrad was not accredited by SICA, mm-hmm. that means if I wanted to go further in terms of doing my honors, I needed to go through a bridging program first. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what, I only decided. Um, at the end of third year. So at the end of third year, I thought, all right, I'm the man now. I got it to believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <God. laughs> you know? 
And uh, I tried job hunting for a bit. It's tough. And it was tough. Yes. Yeah, it's very tough. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not finding a job. Yes. Let me rather just go all the way back. Let me, you know, continue with school. So I ended up then registering uh, for my bridging program into the honors program. Mm -hmm. And that took me two years instead of one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're seeing a very common. It's it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's good that you are, you are seeing this, right? Because we saw this even with our our, our other guests that okay. um, when you when you're at the beginning of your career, you are plotting out what your career is going to look like, and to you, it's a smooth road, right? So it, it's important to highlight that there's bounce along the way. It's never as smooth as you think it's going to be. And it's not the end of the world, you know. Uh, we recently had the metric results came out, coming out. Yeah, this time. A couple of weeks ago. What are this? Oh, yes, yes, yes. My brother. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago. So, you know, to those ones, those metrics that maybe didn't make it, it's not the end of the world. There's no such thing as a smooth road when it comes to careers. Mm. No, that's very true. Mm. I think um, it might be hard seeing your peers progress to the next level mm. and you stay behind it. Mm. But at the end of the day, you're doing this for you. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're not doing it for your friends, you're yes. not doing it for anyone. Yes. So if you know what you want yeah. and you're willing to, to put all in it, then <coughs> whether you delay by a year or two, yeah. uh, it's still worth it. I mean, if you're living up to whatever years, eight years or whatever, yeah. What's the one year? What's one year? You know, you can't give up the remaining 50, 60 years yeah. because of one year. Yeah. You know? So, it yeah. Back to that. What's that quote? A, a, a dream deferred is not a dream. What is it? Dream deferred is not a dream tonight. Deferred the dreams are tonight. It's not the end. So, when we started this podcast, man. One of our key target markets are people who are young people who currently do not have any career guidance uh, beyond what they know. Um, fortunately, your one is quite popular. Uh, you, you know, because the popular ones are the ones that your parents are trying to push you into. But you funny know. enough, even the parents don't know what Even the parents, yeah, they don't know, but they just know that the child might come. Because it's not much. I want to talk series. We chatting. Back in the 80s, until you were a police, you're a policeman, you're a teacher, So nowadays it was until you were a CA, a lawyer, a doctor. Yeah. So uh, there's always the typical professions yeah. which our parents have been towards. Yeah, but yeah. just to uh, go on that, um, you said that in grade 9 you dropped accounting. Yes. In varsity you decided to do accounting. What do you think is lacking in schools in terms of career guidance? Well, some might say the career guidance as a whole, but what would you want schools to start doing to start fostering career guidance? Yeah, well, I can only talk to that in my experience because I've been <laughs> out of school for a while now. <laughs> but um, what I had experienced was that um, we don't necessarily put that much thought into uh, the subjects we take mm -hmm. in school because I have friends who took whatever subjects they had mm -hmm. only to find out they couldn't do certain things when they got to varsity. Mm -hmm. So I think as a start, 
when we selecting our subjects within from grade nine, uh, actually be mindful that of what you intend on studying in its capacity. So that means then exposing the pupils earlier on um, to uh, what to expect, what type of professions are out there. Um, and it mustn't just be a tick box exercise. Um, it must be something where they actually fully get into a profession. Maybe over however long, maybe in a term they focus on three, four professions which they dig into. So I think with that, uh, that would be a, start, a starting point where um, you don't just select the subjects you feel you're good at, you know, because I think anything can be rectified. Uh, so you might not be performing in grade nine, but if you put your effort, put everything to correct that, by grade 12, you could get a distinction and actually get into the course you want. So that could then serve as an early warning tool of some sort to say, all right, um, you then identify your strengths and weaknesses and sort of compare them to what you actually want to do. And from there then, you can come up with a plan and the teachers and whoever else can guide the students along that journey. Where it's not just about teaching maths or science or one to one purely from a textbook, but teaching it in mind that this person is going to the next step. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, I think for me, what I, I want us to get into, and I think you were still on the way, you said uh, you, were, you were sort of taking us through your journey of how you got to the Chartered Accountancy uh, title that you have today. Can you maybe highlight for us um, what the typical route is um, and also maybe comment about uh, your own journey was it also typical? Was it as smooth as you know um, it, it normally is? Or as it normally was it smooth for you? You know, did you, you, you sort of mentioned that uh, it took you four years to do a degree, whereas it was a three year degree. So, yeah, just highlight you do a degree, then you do this, then you do that, Careful. and that's a typical. And then how is, it different? How is your journey different to that? All right, so typically then, yeah, I won't know what subjects you need to take in, in high school. Okay. But then you'll need to then um, um, study a become accounting degree. Mm -hmm. uh, that takes you three years. Mm -hmm. You study your honors, that's one year. And then from there, typically then you would start uh, your articles. Mm -hmm. That would be then your training. Yes. Uh, which then is a three-year period. Yes. So within the three-year period, uh, you'll also be required to write board exams. So the first board exam would be written immediately after your honors, okay. which is normally, I think, Jan, somewhere there, yeah. Uh, so if the year ended, your honors year, year ended 2022, now last year, in Jan you'd be writing the first board exam. And then after, is it 18 or 20 months now, uh, of your training experience under your belt, you are then eligible to write your second board exam. And once you have your second board exams, in terms of academic, you are done. You just then uh, wait until your, your three-year training is over. And once that is over, the academics are right, you can then register as a CASA. So then, yeah, that would be the typical journey. <laughs> Three years, um, so you're three years. Mm -hmm. honest, 
um, three-year training. So that's uh, seven years uh, in total to qualify. So with me, sure, when did the journey start? <laughs> uh, I started my first year in 2007, mm. and I only qualified as a CASA in 2017. So that's a 10-year so, journey. Yeah, it's a 10-year journey. Yeah. Okay. And you yeah. said typically it's what, seven years? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Okay, so yeah, for three years, yeah. I was still on the crying. It looks easier to get Yeah, well, I celebrate now, but at that time, it felt like, yo, when is this end? Mm. You know, but obviously, I knew what the end goal was. Mm. Um, I was resolute. Um, yes. Many soldiers fell off along the route. <laughs> you know? So it's been tough, it's been mm. tough. I think, yeah. I mean, within varsity, you see them falling off, mm. but it gets so much worse, uh, honestly, yeah. I know. Mm. and uh, beyond. Mm. But um, yeah, I I told myself I'm not leaving without this way, mm. and uh, one day I got it. Yes. And what the, what is it about this thing that you really wanted that much? What 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 were you hoping it was going to get you or give you? And uh, well. The biggest selling point about being a CA mm -hmm. is that you can adapt to any situation. Mm -hmm. You are very in tune mm -hmm. with most businesses. Mm -hmm. um, take for an example, um, during your training you're in audit. Mm -hmm. When you're in audit, you have access to various companies. Um, you see the inner workings of companies. And this is still in your junior years. Mm -hmm. So you... I mean, you engage with high-ranking high, um, employees whilst you're still training. So by the time you're done training, um, you sort of understand the inner workings of a business and various businesses depending then where you work. Mm. Uh, you know how to engage high-level um, staff and you also then gain that confidence as well to say, no man, if I can talk to maybe a CFO from wherever, mm. I can talk to anyone. Mm. And if you want to build anything of your own as well, mm. you've acquired all that knowledge during your training and beyond and to say, okay, now I'm ready to do my own thing. Mm. And so I think then that's the selling point. Um, you don't... <laughs> 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 it's like a this made a bonus. <laughs> As I come here, I can send you my banking details. <laughs> yes, go on. Yeah, so um, that's the selling point. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, what would they tell you? Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know mm. if maybe um, things changed yeah. all the time. Yeah. But I think maybe due to the increasing number of people qualifying, mm -hmm. It became less prestigious, if I can say that. To some, to some. You know? It's not as it's too Yeah, I think, which is not a bad thing, by the way. And I think I commend the work that's done to get more people to actually uh, qualify. Mm -hmm. uh, more especially um, your previously disadvantaged uh, groups. Mm -hmm where you're seeing more of them now uh, coming through and qualify. So it's, yeah, I guess, um, what the hell can I put this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what only tell me, what is it that, uh, 
without making Saika look bad, because we've already done a great job of making them look good. <laughs> yeah. what, what are the, some of the limitations? What are um, some of the problems? I guess what they don't tell you is yeah. that at the end of the day, yeah. it's still up to you as the individual yeah. to make things happen for yourself. CSE is not a silver bullet. Yes, okay. correct. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the CSA will allow you then to gain entry into the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to stay in the room, then it's up to you. Uh-huh. You know. So for many people or for some, I don't know, uh, they think I'm um, a CA. Everything must now come to me. Mm-hmm. You no, know? and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll still need to put in the work. You'll still yes. need to. Uh, make your things happen for yeah. you. Yes. And uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing where many people think once they qualify, yeah. they can relax. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm going to touch on something a bit outside of the career space. Uh, are you on social media? Uh, the reason I'm asking is because there's an influx of uh, chartered accountants on Twitter with uh, CASA. On their, um, yeah, on their Twitter handles. Is it something that you do? Is it something that you do? No, no, the only place where I have CSA say is on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. Uh, my email, my uh, Insta. The question is that. Yeah. No, it's just me. These people know it hard. They need to show the hard way. No, but they show it in everything. And I wanted to, to, um, to actually get your view on that. Yeah, actually. As professions um, <clears throat> leading to some sort of um, an elitist attitude, you know, do you want to comment on that? Yeah. Uh, no, that's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if I had to guess uh, where all of that comes from, uh, maybe I'd liken it to um, um, people qualifying as doctors, where when they qualify as medical doctors, everywhere they go, they are now doctors. Okay. You know, so I guess they were trying to apply the equivalent. Where then they also feel, um, you know, they've earned it and they're proud to be CAs. It's difficult. And yeah, I mean, I guess you can choose if you want to apply that or not. So I don't choose to apply that for my own reasons. I think for me it's something um, that talks to my profession, mm-hmm. but um, I'd say I'm not defined by my profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still then uh, would have other things going on mm-hmm. in my personal life, yeah. which I think then um, also mean or weigh uh, quite heavy. I wouldn't say my profession defines me to a great extent. Yeah. It's sort of balanced. balanced. So that's why then I wouldn't feel a need to say CSA on Instagram, mm. but I would then do it on LinkedIn. Wait, 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 wait. So do you shop at Willis? Please, he does. He becomes a fresh haircut. Is this for us? Is this for us? Or is it for us? 
Yeah, yeah, you have to Whether you're a or not. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But you do shop at Woolies. That's just at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like the degree that you love yourself. Yeah. Uh, it must also come mm-hmm. out uh, in a physically and other ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so almost like I yeah, get nothing more than that. <laughs> so you have to shop at Woolies. I'm still addressing the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I shop anywhere, like, um, not specifically Woody's, I would buy... <laughs> 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 I don't have a name, I don't have a name, I don't have a name, leave it, yeah, let's leave it. So, uh, me, I'm not really that guy, uh, yeah. I wouldn't classify myself as a clever black. Okay. That's the interesting topic that we, I think is worth getting into. What is a clever black? I see this term, especially on Twitter. I, I don't and know. And it's, it's, it's portrayed as a negative. It's a negative. Which is weird because clever is usually positive. But what maybe you can tell us, or someone can tell us. Here's the thing, right? Um, if they cancel us, yes. then we don't have a podcast. <laughs> so if they cancel the guests, yeah. then it's fine. Or we can so when you're asking me questions, like you want me to... No, it's not at all. No, it's not at all. Anyone, this is like, I'm telling you. No, we don't have a podcast. Anyone can answer what Clever Blacks are. You know what Clever Blacks are? It's moving away from what is being deemed the norm. Okay. Um, it's having things that make other people um, think that you think you're better, and it can be ideas, it can be possessions, it can be shopping at Woolies, it can be shopping at Woolies <laughs> as a CASA. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think um, it's um, sort of. Uh, if you want better for yourself mm-hmm. and you want to maybe um, ditch uh, that maybe group mentality um, mm-hmm. that may be prevalent in some areas mm-hmm. um, where they say hey, was the answer to one yeah. and um, it would be coming from a point where now um, because you are what other people want to look like. Mm-hmm. I think deep down inside, uh, even though they wouldn't admit that, mm-hmm. um, where you have a certain level of achievement, and you said whether it be on whatever front. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to, to, to dissect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Maybe we must be that for Twitter people because the brother said he's not on social media. He's not on social media. Yeah, because the, cause the other term is uh, uh, 702 Black. 702 Black. Do you listen to 702? I used to. <laughs> I used to. No, I won't lie. Where are you? Where you listen to? Well, I actually stopped listening to radio because of COVID. Uh, the traveling to work stopped. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I guess I don't listen to radio anymore. But it's correct that you probably lived 702. Oh, you're a 702 black. I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just inactive. Yeah. A dolphin 702 black. So, elephant in the room. 
we all went to the same varsity, right? Mm. Um, but would you guys, um, would you encourage your younger siblings, younger cousins, or your own kids to go to MGI or whatever it's called this week? Yeah, this yeah. week. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's not to shame just a particular um, place. Yeah, or, or it's say to shame to shame like. Yeah, which is say your private silence and yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cancelled after in Germany. あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
is because I've got this nagging feeling that not all, um, and the reason I was really specific with the name is that I have, I, have, I have certainty with that specific institution. I think for a person who is studying accounting, it is something that is important for you to know what you can do with the qualification that you get there once you leave. But if it's a private institution um, where your advisors are working like salespeople, trying to get as many people as possible, they might not disclose such things because it is something important for something that is obviously in the accounting route to be like, hey, this will not work with uh, SAICA or any reason, SAICA. SAICA. SAICA, yeah. So I was not just uh, going at them, but I just wanted that to be yeah, I, I, just yeah. Feel, I just feel that it's something that should be out there, you know? Yeah, true, true. I think then uh, it goes back then to high school, how are the pupils being counseled mm -hmm. in high school? How are they being directed then? Mm -hmm. uh, because MGI might not be good for accounting, but they might be good for a particular class. Yeah. 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 So maybe if someone wants to do IT, you would they recommend MGI to them? Mm -hmm. You know, <coughs> yeah. And 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 I just like to just say my institution a little bit. Seems <laughs> 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 like Did you guys get like out? No, wait. You see, uh, MGI was not SAICA accredited, mm -hmm. but it was ACCA accredited, okay. which is better if you want to go international, for instance, because it's an international board, mm -hmm. right? So if you want to stay within South Africa, mm -hmm. go to a psychiatric institution because it's psychiatric. But if you want to go live in India in one day, mm -hmm. you can do psych, but when you get there, you're going to write an exam. Whereas if you have ARC and you're at ACCA, you just go study. You can go work. But if a country where the majority of people don't have passports, it's not important, it's not important to say the one you're going to use here. The one you're going to use here, no. It's not. I think that I'll take the point to say people must know up front. Yes. Like, yes. yes. But uh, it's much completely unaccredited, is what I'm saying. It's not just like this. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, uh, Pearson, I'll send you my <coughs> banking details. It's because it's nice for, uh, for three weeks. This is like third episode now. And he's been looking like, he's been looking nice. I mean, what? So, yeah, yeah man. Um, I feel personally I missed out on a varsity experience. Yeah. And to top that off, I didn't even stay at rest. So it was literally go to school and come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I would then recommend someone um, going that route to actually then get that full experience. I think that's what matters the most. Can you maybe uh, go deeper into what you mean by full experience or? Or what you feel like you were missing? Can you say what? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say what it is that you feel like you know you didn't get? Uh, I know you sort of touched on it. Say you said uh, it building the whole social brotherhood. Uh, yeah. yeah, but oh, maybe go a bit deeper. But also stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we have oh, whatever the mixed version is. The <laughs> 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 um, I would say. Um, socializing skills, mm. for one. Mm. Uh, and as much as it might come across funny, but even uh, talking with the other gender, 
you know? Mm -hmm. um, we all know it's a skill. You don't wake up just knowing that. Yeah, you're not born with sauce. Not born with sauce. <laughs> <You're not laughs> so obviously then when you start uh, getting to those uh, levels, you also want to elevate your game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Jeez, that that is learning about careers in school. We are learning about game. Oh yeah, all sides. Yeah, all sides. All sides. Go on, go on. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, I think I missed out on, for me, maybe they didn't put it this way, for me, MGI felt like a continuation of high school. Mm -hmm. Well, even the class structure felt like, like we're still in high school. <laughs> Not to, to um, uh, trump MGI, I think you're doing a good job by <laughs> yeah, but um, I think, you know, those big lecture halls. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't really put it in words, but I would say um, the academics are just a part of it. Mm -hmm. So the other parts, I feel like I missed out. Mm. What makes you feel like you missed out when compared to maybe some of the other people that you bump into um, who went to conventional varsities? Like, what is it? Like, what do you feel they have? Um, um, I would say maybe um, after varsity, uh, when you when we are now out there in the real world. Because you know, in high school they'll say, varsity is the real world. Yeah. Then you get to varsity, no and you start working. Yeah. That's the real world. You know, so when you're out in the real world, um, you realize that, no, man, the way this guy moves, oh. yeah, it's with that conviction. You're still like, eh, yes. <laughs> no. But yeah. that's, that thing, being proud of your institutions. Yeah, I'm from Wits. You know? To say um, that confidence to do anything you want, whether it's to uh, end your job, to start your own <clears throat> business, whether it's approaching ladies, even that confidence, I think, applies throughout. Mm -hmm. You know? So, Without then acquiring those skills then, I only then got really into it like proper mm -hmm. um, in my data years. Mm -hmm. Which also isn't necessarily a bad thing, I would say. <laughs> so <laughs> at that time it feels like ah man, other people's know other people know this. Mm -hmm. Why don't I know it? Mm -hmm. uh, I guess it was more of that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I guess I was then sort of a late bloomer. Had to play catch up. Yeah, I had to play catch up. Yeah. You know, and um, it turned out well for me. Because then I put that much more into it. Okay. You know, until I actually then even went beyond uh, what I thought I would be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think um, I am a firm believer in. Uh, firstly, knowing your strong and weak points. Mm -hmm. So I knew, okay, I'm not so strong here, I'm doing okay here. So knowing that, I would say, is the first step then to then know what you need to do next. Mm -hmm. 
So <clears throat> I then, uh, whatever I was lacking at the time, I've then put my effort into it to say, okay, I want this for myself now, you know, and whatever you dedicate your time and effort to, it'll end up working for you. I think John called it school fees. Yes, yes, no, yeah. you are right. Whatever you pay your school fees, and then it's what will, uh, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a case from previous job. Uh, I wanted to uh, find out uh, or dive back into the, the world of accounting and into the content. And uh, it just maybe for the people that don't know, what is a, is there such a thing as a typical job for a chartered accountant? What does a chartered accountant do? And how is a chartered accountant different from an uncharted accountant? <laughs> <laughs> or just a normal accountant? I don't know. Because there's other, there's chartered accountants, there's management accountants, there's accountants, accountants. How's, how does it, yeah, how does it, it look yeah. like So, yeah, I think, you know, which one do I start with? Uh, let me start with the various accountants. Okay. Uh, with the various accountants, I would say um, different bodies mm -hmm. specialize in different types of accountancy. Okay. Okay. So you'll find Saika is more for your financial accounting and reporting. Mm -hmm. You have other bodies like SEMA, mm -hmm. which focus more on management accounting. Mm -hmm. uh, you have your ACCA, NECA. And uh, so with the different types of accountancies, or accounting bodies rather, um, having then been accredited by them, mm -hmm. you are sort of certified to say, no, this one, when it comes to financial accounting and reporting, he knows this thing, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> that then, your financial reporting is more than uh, compiling financial statements. Um, uh, you know, uh, financial reporting, uh, that also then involves some level of uh, decision making. Um, yeah, some of them overlap slightly. Um, but yeah, so mainly with financial reporting, it's more like um, preparing and then reporting financial statements. Mm -hmm. And then you have things like your management accounting, mm -hmm. which is more than something around um, understanding uh, maybe the costs of goods manufacture. Mm -hmm. So that would be more in, an, in a manufacturing environment typically, mm -hmm. where then you need to understand to produce a phone, uh, you need material XYZ. Mm -hmm. And material XYZ costs this much. But then the labor to actually put these materials together costs this much. Mm -hmm. Therefore, our cost, and maybe to keep the, run, the lights running, the factory running, uh, we pay rent up so much to the, to the factory. Uh, all those things get um, considered into the entertaining how then should we price our products? Um, yeah, so it's things more around that where um, cost accounting and management accounting are more or less similar in nature. So you then get a deep understanding of maybe what goes into a product, uh, financially speaking. And then, yeah, you get then uncharted <laughs> <laughs> accounting. <laughs> Um, 
which then I guess are people who would have studied accounting, mm. um, maybe even went as far as doing honors, just maybe not honors leading them, or maybe they even did do honors, they just then didn't go all the way to get registered with, uh, with an accounting body. Uh, so with those, um, in terms of undergrad, even honors to a large extent, we would have then would have studied the same thing. So from that point of view, uh, technically speaking, we would be on par. It's just then that the accounting bodies would maybe have their own board exams for you to actually uh, gain entry into them. So work-wise, I believe that um, CASAs or any maybe recognized accounting professional, mm -hmm. they would get um, easily recognized because the accounting body is recognized as well. Mm -hmm. So they tend to get more of their attention from the market. Mm -hmm. But it's not to say that a normal accountant wouldn't be able to perform the job of a CASA as an example. Yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, I answered your question. <laughs> or was there more to get to? No, yeah, I, I think the one that you skipped was is there such a thing as a typical chartered accountant? As in, oh, yeah, the quintessential yes. charter job of a chartered accountant? Or how does it um, What do they do? All right, so to actually then qualify as a chartered accountant, mm -hmm. we spoke about that uh, a person would need to first do articles, mm -hmm. uh, which is their training for three years. Mm -hmm. And during the your training, there are various options of where you can do your training. Mm -hmm. So the, the biggest place where uh, people do their training would be uh, with your audit firms, uh, where then they become trainee auditors. Um, and then maybe another training route would be then people that actually train in industry. So you might find um, companies like Transnet or companies like uh, Standard Bank, FNP, mm -hmm. the banks or industry in general. Um, they then also have their own training program for CAs. So you can then do your training in a banking environment. You could do it in a manufacturing environment. You could do it in, uh, in various environments. Uh, you could also even do your training in um, the public sector environment, where the National Treasury has a training program. I think even City of Joburg has a training program. So depending then how you start your, 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 your training program, that sort of then leads you into a particular direction. It's not to say, though, that <coughs> you can't start off with one maybe audits, training, you can still do banking after you've qualified, you know. So, yeah, uh, you get then your CAs who maybe are in audit, where after maybe the training program, they stay on at the audit firm, and they advance their career, they become managers, senior managers, eventually partners. Um, in a banking environment, they stay on there as well. Uh, where they just climb up the ladder in that space. Uh, so you can literally be anything mm. you want. You can find yourself in any space, uh, whether it be auditing, banking, whatever, you know? Because think about it this way. 
any business needs a finance guide or a finance unit uh, for it to run. Whether you're running a podcast, if you get to those levels now, where you need to say, so literally someone could be a CA and running a podcast yeah. Yeah. business or whatever, running the show behind the scenes. So you could literally find yourself anywhere. It's, you are not limited to where you do your training personally. And once you've decided what you want, uh, you can then, yeah. The world is your oyster, you know, that's what they say. Love. And uh, you know, when our parents were telling us to go study chartered accountant, chartered accountancy, like you said, or lawyer or doctor, they told us that it's because chartered accountants make mine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, up to this day, you know, chartered accountants make money. You know, it's easy for them to make money. Uh, you know. <laughs> and, and if you can, maybe you can start getting into the, the nitty gritty of uh, where you are salary wise at the different levels as you move up, if you have that information. Uh, I would maybe say I have limited information. Because yeah. <laughs> what I have is based on what I've been exposed to. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but I can't now speak for the industry at large. Of course. Uh, but maybe starting off, <laughs> I can say we were sold a dream. Okay. In terms of uh, salary expectations. Okay. okay. But that then also is based on my personal experience. Okay. Uh, so you're not bullying, is what you're saying? Uh, I'm, I'm okay, but I wouldn't say I'm bullying. Okay. <laughs> and you were promised bullying. I was promised bullying. Oh, you were promised bullying. <laughs> So, me, I thought I'd have my third private jet now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you just declare how many bottles of more weight do you have? Yo, I'm that guy who buys dumpies one by one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I think. Starting off, um, firstly, what, it depends the industry you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. As I explained, doing your articles, you can go in various industries. So it's sort of common knowledge that if you go in the audit space, which is where the majority of the people go, it's not the most well-paying industry uh, to get into. But if, say, you had to get into banking and doing your training back, you might be better off than someone training in an audit firm. So, yeah, it depends. I did my articles in an audit uh, environment. So, yeah, I know that I we were not boarding. <laughs> you know? So, but others were in other industries. Oh, um, okay. You know? Um, so, yeah, I think it's difficult to answer that question. I wouldn't know then, um, I would say, don't expect to be boarding whilst you're training. That's mm, okay, that's fair. Um, I think if you can cover your costs, mm. that's good enough. Um, but once you are done. After the three years, 
after you qualify. I'd say, yeah. yeah, after you qualify. Yes. Um, I would say you you then the trajectory um, is what you make it. So help you someone who who's actually you know got a burning desire to actually succeed. Mm -hmm. Then you can relatively make things happen uh, relatively fast. Mm -hmm. If you look at the auditing profession, um, it's relatively quick to to become a partner in an audit firm. Mm -hmm. Say by thirty something, uh, you can be a partner at an audit firm. Whereas if you're in your typical corporate, you need to wait till someone dies before <laughs> you know you can take up that spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but and I mean, yeah. Um, the advantage with audits is that it's the people are always moving, mm. you know, moving up, moving out, moving wherever. So there's always then space for that new blood, that fresh blood to come in uh, and occupy then those um, higher higher positions. Whereas in your other spaces, you might be earning a lot, but um, in terms of then accelerating within the firm or within the institution. You might be a bit more limited. So yeah, it's 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 a multi-dimensional um, um, question or consideration to say, do you make money or not? Okay, so tell me, um, do you ever feel like you're, you're upsetting and pissing off people with the job that you do, especially powerful people? Yes, um, I have to think about that one. When you're auditing there? Uh, well, the thing with me, I'm not in audit directly now. I'm not in the field. Mm -hmm. um, I'm now that guy, so hey guys, go audit. <laughs> No, the space I'm in. <laughs> no, but maybe it's not uh, as I portray it to be. I'm more the guy in the background, uh, which then empowers the teams uh, to actually audit. So, so the always twice like so it's two clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise the eyes boys are not gonna get ice anymore. Who's gonna send me gonna send you get eyes now? <laughs> What's upset? Sorry, go. <laughs> 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 yeah. God, yeah. So um I think with anyone uh, doing what they're supposed to do, you are bound to piss people off. Um, you can't be an agreeable person even to things that don't make sense to you. Yeah. And things, when you see things that shouldn't be happening, uh, you call them out. You know? So for me, it's as simple as that. I know what I need to do, and people then should come to the party as well. So I treat people then, uh, to the extent that they come to the party is the extent that I'll be seen maybe as hostile or cooperative to go, you know? Yeah, so I'd say maybe there are some people I piss off. <laughs> but you don't like it. Have you found a very silly mistake and you're like, yeah, but you're down. Like you found it too easy. 
No, I think that happens to all of us. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, to me at least. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that perfect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, along the way, we do make silly mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the biggest thing then, once that mistake is identified, mm-hmm. is that you own up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, own up to it. Uh, whatever comes up to it, uh, you should then be able to take it, mm-hmm. whether good or bad, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's, oh, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get, there might be repercussions. So whatever the case is, I think wherever you know personally that you've made a mistake, you need to own up to it. Because if you now start, um, I don't know, Lying to yourself, because mm. that's what it is. Mm. If you start lying to yourself, mm. you are literally then living a lower life. Mm. You are, I mean, you can't go anywhere lying to yourself. Mm. Mm. You end up doing things. You end up, you know, acting what you are not. Mm. Uh, all in the sense of, hey, this happened, now I need to cover this, now I need to do this. But you are not true to yourself. So one of my beliefs is that in everything is that I need to be true to myself. Yeah. So be it at work, in my relationships, whatever. No, as in friends, family, <laughs> romantic. <laughs> no, no, not so. I mean, I only have one person in my life. Just to be clear, I only have one person in my life. So yeah, you have to be clear there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think with that, I literally take that into everything I do. Yeah. So it's easy then for me to say, "Oh, shucks, there's this mistake." Mm. And I'd even maybe go as far as let's say it affects you mm. and you didn't need to know. I wouldn't mind even then actually approaching you to say, hey man, I actually messed up here. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I'll fix it by doing one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think if we all own up uh, with living in a bigger world and <laughs> a more truthful world yeah i think <clears throat> what i'd like us to get into now is what is a typical day week month whichever one sort of rotates the cycle for you what does that look like for the coming world? i don't think we got into your yeah. your role yeah your title uh, you can just share what your title is and say what that person does okay so regular interval Okay, so uh, currently, uh, I am a technical manager. So what a technical manager does is that basically um, with, with audit teams, with auditors, they audit against uh, auditing standards, against accounting standards. So my job then is to assist them in terms of interpreting those standards to say, for you to meet the requirements of these standards, you need to perform your work a particular way. Mm-hmm. And also vice versa, when they come across complex things in their audits, mm-hmm. they then come to us to say, hey, there's this thing here, you know, mm-hmm. how do we handle it? 
So it's more than uh, technical support that we that I provide um, to with the auditors out there. That's the one element. And then the other element is to say the executives then within um, the business unit. We are then responsible for, how can I put it, for appraising them of what's happening uh, in the business unit. Um, we also then, because there are certain things are quite significant in the space I'm in, so also then briefing them on those significant matters and to say, hey guys, potential issues here, just there. Uh, this is what we propose, this is how we handled it. And so that. And then the third leg uh, would be then <coughs> um, more your research and development, where the standards are there, yes. Um, so we. Each firm would have their own methodology in which they would then carry on their audits. So then, as part of research and development with everything happening in the environment, um, we are always there looking for ways to enhance the way we are auditing. So then that would be the other leg. Like maybe for an example, when COVID hit, everyone was panicking, uh, you know. But um, we then developed and worked around that to ensure that we can still carry out audits that comply with whatever standards uh, they need to comply with. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's just maybe uh, what I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was the second part again? <laughs> <laughs> so the second part was that what, what is a typical day, oh, month, yes. whatever, whatever the regular interval for you? What is it? So yeah, a typical day, week or month. Mm -hmm. It's it's a bit difficult in my situation because based on what I've described now, most things are sort of ad hoc. Um, I know maybe on a regular basis, for an example, maybe say once a month, um, we'd be brief on the teams to say, hey guys, stay on top of your game on one, two, three matches. See, that happens about once a month. Um, there's then. Maybe we know every month as well. We, we need to report to the executives and help the PU business unit. Um, so it's a bit difficult. Everything is sort of ad hoc because mm. the teams might encounter something whilst they're auditing and come to us on a random Wednesday. Mm. And then now that takes up maybe the rest of the week mm. to deal with. Mm. You know? So it's a bit difficult, but. Um, I would say it gets more um, intense, uh, closer to when uh, audits need to be finalized, mm. because then they need to make sure that they met whatever quality standards to say, okay, I'm at a point where I can now sign up the support. Mm. <clears throat> so yeah, I think the pressure is more towards the end. Yeah. Uh, but throughout, it's, yeah, your, your things, you know, with big buses, they just come any time as well mm -hmm. to say, hey, I want this. Mm -hmm. And then now you need to uh, get that done. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult for me. Maybe I can sort of uh, put it maybe in audit terms to say what would a typical audit look like. Mm -hmm. um, so with an auditor, what they would go through is, um, right, before they start the audit, they need to plan 
how many team members do we need on this audit? And for how long do we need them for? And yeah, they will determine all those things. And at some point, then the audits will start. So our audit cycles uh, run a bit longer than maybe your audits at the big four. The big four would be your Ernest & Young, KPMG, PwC and Deloitte. Those are your well-known big firms. So I work more than the public sector. Uh, so our audit cycles are slightly uh, longer. Uh, so an audit, for an example, could run from Jan till July, as an example. Surely. Mm-hmm. That would be seven months. So it's, it's quite big. It's your big audits. Because yeah. we audit then your public institutions, public sector institutions. So you can imagine, yeah, uh, how big it is. So with an audit cycle, or an audit lasting that long, mm-hmm. um, you'd first then, in audit, there's what you call the planning phase, where you go to your clients, you get an understanding of how they operate, you understand um, what do they do, uh, what's, uh, what do they have in place, um, how do they actually, um, how do their financial reports and processes work, and things like that, you know? And once you get that understanding, you then move on, still within planning, to say, from what I understand of the client, um, what risks are there mm-hmm. from an audit perspective? Because as an auditor, they are typically known as the watchdogs. Mm-hmm. And the red ball pen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so as auditors, there's always that risk of signing a report mm. that's not accurate. Mm. So then once we understand the business, we like, okay, where are the risky areas where we could be compromised or where we could find issues mm. and things like that, you know, to mitigate that, or that's the next step, mitigating against whatever risks there would be. So then you carry out your audits, execute whatever you need to execute, and then um, you start then preparing your reports. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, from there then, if there's any issues you identified, uh, you assess on whether you should then report them. And uh, from there then, you report whatever you report mm-hmm. and finalize the reports. So that process at, um, at uh, my employer mm-hmm. takes about seven months, for an example. So tell me, um, what is your guys' role in fighting corruption? So let's say, for example, um, my company, Monicides Company, um, gives the government this water bottle at 20 rand, uh, one fifty per, per bottle, you know, um, and you know that this bottle is not worth 20 rands, it's worth 5 rands at most. Um, does your role stop at, oh well, even though when you see this company charged 20 rands, um, they did follow the proper processes that the companies charged 23 rands, so we leave it at that. Or can you say, guys, come on. Um, <clears throat> right, so with that, I think maybe we should also note that um, it's not an assessment the auditors make mm-hmm. to say, hey guys, uh, come on, 
it's built into legislation. Mm -hmm. So the clients themselves should have processes in place to say, hey, we bought this bottle of water. Did we buy it in a fair manner? Did we buy it in a manner that stimulates um, the economy in terms of healthy competition? Um, is it equitable? Uh, getting suppliers that, you know, are we empowering suppliers? So all of those processes, they are already built into legislation. And the clients then, they should actually be able to say, oh, but guys, here we weren't supposed to do that, you know? So we come in as a second layer, and um, or even third, mm. um, because I mean, it's okay. Maybe let's not do it. That we come in at the stage that we come in, mm. and by then we expect that everyone should have played their part. Where there was malpractice, it should have been identified. So we, by the time we come in, we'd say. But guys, you didn't identify that this was not procured in a fair manner. Mm. So we'll say the the client didn't do this in a fair manner. Mm. So we'll actually report that to say no, their processes then not. But the onus then is still on the client themselves to go back and say, okay guys, we aired here and this is how we'll fix it during board. Mm. And we hope that they actually then fix it by the time that we come around the next year or the next time that it doesn't, it's not something that happens again. So in terms of then calling out corruption, um, it would then be through then mentioning those issues that we do pick up. So we do report on what you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, we report it then to the clients themselves uh, so that they know where they are not doing so well. Uh, we had a report on various platforms such as your parliament and um, other places as well where then other role players come in and also take the matters further. So I think it's a whole ecosystem, if I can call it that, where we play a particular role and we also then rely on other people to come to the parts and play that role. So that together, collectively, everyone then will reach the objective they're supposed to reach. Lovely, <clears throat> I want you to, okay, first of all, you, you've told us uh, quite a bit about the, the, the career. And we, all, <laughs> we can go on it tomorrow. <laughs> right, uh, so thank you for that. Now, I just want you to take it back to New York again. If you think back in your life and your career and your schooling and whatever, what would you classify as your biggest win? Um, uh, and also, what is your biggest loss? And from that loss, what was the biggest or biggest takeaway? No, that's a very deep one. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, so, uh, you can talk about what's your biggest win while if you were so inclined. Yeah. Um, well, my biggest win is still relating to the profession. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Matthias went and was qualified as a CA. You can imagine it. Uh, for 10 years, yeah. I've been that thing. So that's a large chunk of my life after high school. So to this day, I'd say it's one of my biggest wins in life. And my biggest win was buying my first property as well. Hey, hey, I bought my hey, first property. Wait, 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 wait. I saw you bowling. Oh, how to do that? Oh, 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 uh, my biggest achievements, well not biggest, but my proud achievements, mm-hmm. yeah. to say that like, I reached this month. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 this is, no, I mean, it's the one I'm most proud of, yeah. which yeah. counts the most. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, buying my first property, I think, yeah, that was a milestone for me. Mm-hmm. Um, first, you made it. Maybe first. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that second. So you can buy the property. Yeah. What is it that the biggest loss? So biggest loss. What was it? Yo. I'm just a push of red seat, don't get blank. I'm just trying to think. Because there's so few. We were fighting here. Yeah. Um, I would say, for me, it was the loss of um, my grandparents and my mother. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, for the longest time, I was sort of, to some extent, shielded from the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew they had my back, mm-hmm. and, uh, all those things. So I think with the loss of my, my mother and my grandparents, it sort of then became a rude awakening to say, hey, do it. Uh, you need to make things happen for yourself, you know? So I think coming to terms with that, it, yeah, it took me quite a bit. It was a very big mindset, mindset shift for me to come to terms with what happened. And uh, I think it happened at a point where, you know, in life you're like, okay, hey, I need to, you know, uh, what's, what's the word? I need to, I guess, pay it back. Yes. Such a thing. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. The teacher. Uh, so it was at that stage where I was like, okay, uh, I need to pay it back. Oh, my and yeah, I think it made me realize that don't wait until whatever point in time. In whatever way you can, pay it back. Is paid back a real thing though? Or is there an official temple? Um, no. So paid back, um, it's actually one of the things that we talk about um, where you are somewhere now and you're in a position to fetch others. Yes. You know, so, yes, um, and 
Yeah. But that's more paid forward. Well, that's the more paid forward. Yeah, so I paid forward. They make it like the people that held you down. Oh, oh yes, yes. You see, we learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, yeah. other way. Yes. Oh, okay. We ain't going back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no paper as well. Where you help them, the next one's coming up as well. No, okay. But I mean it in a sense that show appreciation mm-hmm. to those that were with you mm-hmm. along the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned that don't wait until mm-hmm. whatever point, wherever you are at that stage, in whatever form, mm-hmm. however you can, mm-hmm. appreciate them. There and that, mm. uh, because you are not guaranteed that they'll be around tomorrow. Mm. Whenever you know, so I think for me that's one of the things that still haunts me until today, mm. where I never got the chance to actually. Well, obviously I would appreciate them in whatever way, but I I think I didn't do all that I could have done. Mm. Uh, for them to understand the level of appreciation I had. And uh, yeah, so I'd say that's one of my biggest uh, L's, mm-hmm. which then gave me this revelation. So I think now I live, um, not live in the moments, I live to the fullest and I appreciate each moment I have. Uh, I appreciate being around, I appreciate those around me. And yeah, I enjoy life because I know it's not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, just as we are, we are closing it out. I think we, we you gave us so many nuggets that uh, I think even us as, as the cools can take forward into our lives. If you think about, um, I know you touched on say, psychology. I think to say that that was your quote-unquote first love but if you weren't doing what you are doing now what would you be doing yeah well i've discovered a new love okay and that's gardening <laughs> <laughs> no i understand wait you're telling us here that you would be a gardener <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Maybe let's elevate it and say a farmer, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I think, yeah, I wouldn't mind being a farmer. A farm. yeah. I just enjoy that process of farming. Mm-hmm. Seeing something from a seed mm-hmm. to fruits. Mm-hmm. I think it's a magical process uh, which cannot be explained. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I marvel at it every time. Yes. I just see it. And I mean, the the principles that go into farming are the principles uh, you apply, or I apply to that. Where you go to school, you plant a seed, Mm. eventually one day you expect investment risk in your terms. We feed for John again. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just that principle or that pattern is something that is dear telling mm-hmm. in life generally so i think yeah, i'll be there with my two-tone <laughs> my passion <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 yeah no i think we close it out thank you so much yeah. for your time uh thank you for your insight um thank you for breaking stereotypes as well mm-hmm. um but yeah 
Okay. Yeah, we have learned a lot um, about your profession, the doors it can open. Um, yeah, so we can close it off for today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, I think also you can help us by letting us know um, what you, who you want to see, what are the professions that you're most interested in. Um, and then we can force those people for you so that we can try and make this as interactive as possible and take into account uh, your voice as our viewers. Thank you again for tuning in. We can close it. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. That's a good one. You're the good one. And that oh, is no, a. No, 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 no. That is a cut. That is a cut. That is a cut. That is a cut.